Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Tanya Wilson, entrepreneur, mom, and badass. I am so excited for this conversation because before we even hit record today, just everything you said, Tanya, speaks to my soul. It's like, yes, yes, yes. I'm already like so pumped up and motivated, but I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us more about you, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, Amy. This is going to be so awesome. I love your vibe too. So I think we're going to have a great conversation. Um, so my name's Tanya Wilson. I am in Gilbert, Arizona. Um, I am very much still a proud, uh, Wyoming girl and the mountains will always have my heart. I landed in the desert and here I stay. I've decided that I don't like snow, so I guess I'll just stay here. Um, no, it's a great community of people here. I've met so many wonderful women here, but, um, a little bit about me. I actually, uh, moved here with my kid's dad in 2009, and we started a septic system business. And I remember starting this business. I have a marketing background, and I had worked for like Anheuser-Busch for a long time. And I was like, you want me to do what? Like, I was terrified to tell my girlfriends that like, I literally had like a poop business. Like, what is this, you know? But the more I got into it, the more I just loved it so much. So many of the people that called my office were women and they had no idea what they needed. And I just watched so many instances where people got taken advantage of. And I was like, someone needs to be this woman in this industry to help people. So I gladly stepped into that position. Um, so that's been a awesome journey. We ran that business together for about six years and then that entire business just fell apart. Um, it was my husband at the time. We ended up losing everything. He had a serious um, selling drugs problem that I didn't know about until people came to pick up all my equipment. And it was the saddest day of my entire life. But it was also one of the biggest blessings that ever happened to me. Um, at the time, I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So I had lost my husband. I had lost my business. I lived in an area where I had no family that was here. And I had these two little kids that I was now hundred percent responsible for taking care of because obviously he's out of the picture now. Um, and it helped me find a string unlike anything that I ever thought I could do. Um, I think when our backs are up against the wall, it's incredible what you can do to get out of that place. Um, it really is a mindset thing. You either stay there or you you know, push the damn wall over. So um, that's what I did. I worked for a couple of years doing some consulting work so I could still be with my babies. And then in 2017, I started my own septic company again, because I just wasn't done with this industry. 
Um, so I am the owner of Priority Pumping based out of Gilbert. Um, we've been in business now for a little over six years and doing phenomenally with that. Most people think, oh, septic company, whatever. It's a seven-figure business and it's growing exponentially every single year. So I'm very proud to be part of that. I'm actually on a couple of boards that are helping refine the oversight of these systems and really taking more of a look on the impact of our environment with these systems. So it's really cool. Being in this industry though, like I could never go to networking groups and things like that. I love to go to ladies groups, but it was always like people doing makeup, people doing hair, people doing stuff that I was not doing. And as much as I love to network and get to know these people, I'm looking for friends at this point in my life that I can do business and life with, and we can work together on things. So I always had a really hard time finding women that were in the service industry and the trades industries in these groups. Uh, the closest I could ever really run into was like real estate agents, which great. We love to network with them too, but still like kind of feeling the pains that and the, the things that we'd love to collaborate with to build these service businesses. So in spite of not being able to find one, I remember vividly listening to a podcast and they were like, if what you can't find or what you want to find doesn't exist, create it. And I was like, well, duh. So that is where Ladies Kicking Ass was born. Um, it also started on a local level of get togethers with women that were in the home service industry by invitation from me to even just come and have a beer one one night a month and just like, let's just chat about what's going on, which turned into collaborations, which turns into referrals. And I'm actually started a podcast as well to help serve that community on a higher level. A couple of years ago, it's by the same name, Ladies Kicking Ass. And at the end of August, which this will have already aired at this point, we are starting an online membership community so that we can start serving people on an even greater scale of things, including masterminds, just teaching people how to be able to work inside of the service business to align your processes so you can get out of working in the business and start working on the business. So it's going to be a really cool environment for anyone to be involved in that's in any kind of service business. Because it really is rinse and repeat on a service industry scale. It just depends. The service that you deliver is a little bit different. So I'm really loving that too. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that incredible journey and for just being vulnerable and pulling back the curtains of, guess what? It's been a mess. It hasn't been easy, but you persevered. You literally figured it out. There would have been so easy to just stop, to just be like, nope, I, I can't do this, to lay down and quit and play the victim. But you know what? You are such a shiny example for so many women and showing them, no, it's possible. You can take back that control and build something so successful from the ground up. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And another thing you mentioned too was community. And how community is really like the foundation of everything. And your story in that you started this, this local community, that's exactly how my community was born. It was because I couldn't find anything where I fit in. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you can't find your people, create it, create it in your local area, create it online. Your people are out there. You just have to be willing to put yourself out there 
and build it yourself. So never ever stop searching for your people. They are looking for you too. So Mm -hmm. one of the things we were talking about before we hit record is like this whole life balance bullshit for lack of a better explanation. Like Mm -hmm. it's really this story we've built up and told ourselves as a society, we tell ourselves this narrative on repeat that we have to choose, that we can either be running the successful business or you know what, like, I want to do this, but I'm just going to put it on the back burner for one day when the kids are older and maybe then, maybe then I'll do it and dabble in that. What's your take on this? Well, the biggest thing that I just like grasp onto real quick when you're saying that is one day is not a day on a calendar ever. So quit saying that shit to yourself because one day means this isn't important enough to me to make space for it today, to make space for it on Wednesday, to make space for it. Even 15 minutes every single day working on something is moving you in a forward progression than sitting there kind of resentful about holding on to these dreams. I have so many people in my family that have chosen to be stay-at-home moms, and I think that's fantastic, Um, but I know that they have the desire to be doing something more, and I've had this conversation with a family member of mine, and she says, you know, I really want to do this, but I got to wait till my kids get older. You know, I really got to do this, but I got to wait until this, and I'm like, what do you do for yourself? Well, right now, I'm just in raising kids. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are as a woman. You have to be the best mom that you think you're supposed to be by spending all this time with these children. You need to spend some time with yourself too, because you are going to be so damn drained. It's not even funny. You have to do something that feeds your own soul. So whether that's working on, say, maybe you want to create a course, or maybe you want to start a podcast Spend 15 minutes a day. Everyone can find 15 minutes. Put those babies down for a nap and in 15 minutes, just research or listen to a podcast. That's one of the best ways that I learned how to do it was just like grab a mic and just start talking. You know, everybody's got something to contribute with things. And I think that's where that burning desire is inside of us as women is that we always want to give back and we want to help. But I think one of the most selfish things that a mom can do is put her dreams on the back burner. And there may be a lot of people shaking their head right now, like this, this chick is crazy. There's no way But I truly feel that way because if I'm not living up to my potential and I'm not chasing my dreams, who the hell am I to tell my kids they can be anything that they want to be? I'm demonstrating that everyone else comes before me and that I have to put my stuff after everyone else is happy. And that should never be the case. Kids catch more of what you're doing. They watch more of what you're doing than anything that you ever put into those sweet little ears. If they're watching you not do anything, if they're watching you be a little bit resentful, if you want to do something, it comes out of us in ways that we don't even realize. You've got to be that shining example to them of what is possible. I was talking to you before we hit record here. When I first started my septic companies, I would take my children with me. My kids grew up in a shop. Like I remember taking my son when he was an infant and I bought a swing that was barely big enough that I could put him under my desk and he'd like sit in there and swing. And I think he was a little infant at that point. Um, During COVID in my current office I have now, I rented the office right next door to mine, turned it into a classroom because I had to be at the office. We were essential workers at that point. 
yay, we got to work. And so I turned my other office into a classroom for my kids where there's a will, there's a way. If you want to do something, you can definitely do that. And you think for a long time, like, oh, I feel bad. Like my kids should probably be home and, and being, you know, in a, in a comfortable environment. And now I look at my kids, they're 13 and 10. And my 10 year old's got a new idea for a business all the time. He wants a food truck. He wants this. He wants this. Every time he wants to buy something like a video game or something, he's like, what can I do to make some money? You know, he's not the kid that says, hey, mom, can I have some money? Because we have had so many conversations about that. You know, they know that you work for money. My daughter's 13 years old. She has her own skincare line that she does of sugar scrubs. She's done an excellent job with that. And it's something that we get to do together. Like we go do little vendor shows on the weekends. And this girl, like seriously, one show before Christmas, she did $1,000 on a Saturday at 13. And this has literally been like me taking her to vendor shows. And she's been with me and she's seen all of this stuff. And the way they think about stuff is just totally different when they see their mom's doing the thing. Yeah. And that truly is one of the best gifts that we can give our kids is that example, because you're right. They are always, always watching us. You know, my, my nine-year-old, she does the same thing this summer. She started a bug catching business, not the ideal business because she liked to bring the bugs in the house then, but she had this bug catching business and she was so gosh darn proud of it. But yes, you know, your kids are coming to you. Mom, how can I make money? Not mom, hand me money. That right there, like that makes you feel so good. And it's affirming like, okay, guess what? They're watching. This is teaching them such a valuable life lesson. And you can't buy that. And they really do. Like, I, I think it's important for us as moms to realize, like, how are we being, like, how are our kids viewing us? Because for me, I worked for 16 years in a nine to five. On paper, I had everything. I had the house, I had the marriage, I had the kids, I had the car, like all of the things. But at the end of the day, I was exhausted. There would be days where I would work a 12 hour shift. I would never see my kids. I'm like, do I, and I'd be so reactive and tired when I got home. I'm like, is this the kind of mom I want to be showing up as? Like to me, that made me feel a whole lot more guilty than, all right, you know what? I'm building a business now. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm showing them that it is okay to change your mind. That just because I have yes. a piece of paper saying that, okay, you've spent a lot of money. Here's a diploma. Here's a license that you're capable of doing one thing that I can't change my mind. And I think we mm-hmm. need having conversations like this to remind each other that it's okay to dream bigger. It's okay to want bigger. And when I know that my kids are at the heart and center of my world, yes, they will always come first. But when I'm there to show them what life's truly about, that that makes that mom guilt vanish instantly for me. There is no more Absolutely. Guilt. Yeah. I don't think like the word mom guilt hmm, is one of those things. It's like a freaking trigger to me. I'm like, who came up with this shit? Mom guilt. Do you ever hear dads talk about having dad guilt? Right. No, never 
hearing that. Like, why do you have to be all, all, you know, perfect at all of these things? And to be real honest with you, I think it's a woman that came up with that because it's like, we set these expectations on ourselves. Ain't nobody measuring us the way that we measure ourselves. No one, no one is. Even when we feel like we're failing nine times out of 10, if you're a mom entrepreneur, you are kick-ass. You are doing a lot of shit that you're not giving yourself credit for. So even if you're showing up 10% today, because that's all I got to give, then congratulations. You showed up hundred percent today. And some days there are days that are like that. You know, some days I got home from work. I've had like a rough day at work and I just pull my kids in and say, Hey, let's just watch a movie. They love that. And it gives you the little bit of break that you need to be able to do those things. You know, I just really hate that women keep talking about like, Oh, I have so much mom guilt. Let's, I think there are just words that we need to strike out of like women talking about things like mom guilt being one of those work-life balance being one of those. Like, I love the fact, I love to share my story because I love the fact of how freaking messy it is. It is. And people have been through messier things than I have been through. And if that inspires somebody to live in the mess and realize that grit and grace will get you anywhere in this world, embrace that. If you've got to hold on to my story because you're you're not quite there and being able to tell your own story, be like, holy shit, she did that. So, so can I. So we have to keep telling these stories and stop pretending that our life is perfect or that we want a perfect life because that's boring as hell. And no one is learning anything from that. So let people see your scars. Be proud of what you've been through with things. And then set up something that you can be super sure of. I think there is nothing more positive or safe than betting on yourself if you're serious about never getting back into a position that you've been in before. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of times for people, it's like, oh, I have a nine to five and I don't want to go and start my own business because it's safe here. Bullshit. You could get laid off tomorrow and somebody sells this company and then you don't have a job anyways and you haven't been cooking anything up in the background and now you got to start all over anyways. There is nothing like I am the most unemployable human being ever and I take great pride in that because no one's going to tell me what to do with my time. I don't like people telling me when I get to be with my kids and when I get to go do the things that I want to do. Do I work long hours? Hell yeah, at least 10 hours a day working on all my projects, but I can get up and work three hours in the morning, take my kids to school, come home, shower, drink some coffee, go to work for a little while while my kids are at school, pick them up, come home, do dinner, do a few hours at nighttime again. And I'm still getting everything done that I need to, but somebody isn't telling me how, when, and where to do it at. So nothing is more safe to me than saying, I'm responsible for making my own money. I'm responsible for generating leads. That's going to be able to make money for me to be able to take care of my family because I will never be in the place in that story that I told you about at the beginning of this podcast ever again. No one will ever have the ability to do that to me again. And I don't think that's being jaded. I think that's being very smart. And I think if that's what lights your fire and that's what your motivation is, which that is for me, my motivation great. Use it to your full potential. You know, I think a lot of times people want to say, oh, well, that's kind of coming from a negative place. Yeah, it was negative shit. That's why we don't want to be there again. That's why we work so hard every day and continue to bet on ourselves so that we don't ever get to that place again. 
Right. Betting on ourselves, you know, identifying those stories that we are telling ourselves, those self-limiting beliefs that are holding us back and taking that radical responsibility that guess what? We have the choice. Everything in our life that we are doing is a choice. You are choosing to stay stuck in that job. You are choosing to be overwhelmed. You are choosing to be a mom martyr. Like, let's just talk about mom martyrdom for a minute. Like, you are not meant to do this alone. I mean, even if you don't have, you know, money to outsource different things, ask your kids for help. My kids have been packing their own lunches since they were in kindergarten because guess what? I don't like doing it. So I taught them how to do it. I'm empowering yeah. them again with skills. We need to be asking for help because we're not meant to do it all ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you're giving them a sense of responsibility. Right. When the kids like my kids, the kids do the same thing. Like when they, when they go in and pack their lunches or if they clean up their stuff or they go do their little things that they're responsible for, you know, it's one teaching them responsibility I, as an employer of hiring people, people don't have any of that shit anymore because they've had mamas that have been doing everything for them. Stop doing that for your kids. And I know we want to, because as moms, I'm guilty as this all the time. My husband now is like, you gotta let them do their thing. I get that. Thank you for reminding me because I do need that because I'm still a mom too. I'm definitely not perfect in that. And I'm like, I want to serve them. I want to help them. I think I'm doing that. But in the long run, I really appreciate him checking me because I'm not giving them the tools to be able to do things later on. Plus the sense of significance they get by completing things they're responsible for is astounding what happens with that stuff. So much of the things that our kids need to learn for real life knowledge that's going to make them good people and, and great entrepreneurs or employees or students or whatever they decide to go and do is taught at home. I know so many times people are like, you know, they just don't teach kids like that in school anymore. You're like, no shit, because you're supposed to be doing that in the first place. That's not what we send our kids to school for. The teachers are not responsible for making them into good, responsible human beings. That's our job. And I think the more that we take that on ourselves, we have to remember as moms that we are raising adults. We are not raising babies. And we have to change that terminology around because if we're going to continue to keep thinking about, oh, these are my babies, you're going to want to keep doing baby-esque things for these adults that are going to go out in the world and then not be able to stand on their own two feet. And I think that mindset shift for me was really the like, oh my gosh, I heard somebody say that. And I was like, they're absolutely correct. Because as moms, especially as moms, we want to like hold them and make them feel good all the time, but they don't learn everything from that. You know, they learn from the failures. What did you have a rough time with today? Like sometimes it's a great, I love the conversations. Like my daughter got like a 52 on a math test and she's like the kid that wants to get straight A's all the time. She was just so distraught. And I'm like, so what's the next step? Well, I don't know. I'm like, you don't know because you always get good grades. And it was a great educational time for her to, you know, contact your teacher. Could you do this? Can you do a retake? Can you do extra credit? Like she had never had to do that before. And it was in that instant, even this just happened a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, 
Like we need to enable them to fail a little bit more because how many times, like with the greatest strength I've ever found came from the greatest failure that ever happened in my life. And I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if that failure wouldn't have happened to me. Oh, so good. Enable them to fail because yes, you were absolutely 100% right. All of my failures in life have taught me so much more than every single success combined. And it's not easy as a parent, watching your kids struggle, watching your kid failure fail, but it's needed. It's needed. I mean, it goes back to when we learn how to walk, you fall down over and over and over. But each time your body learns how to adapt, how to move, how to be more efficient in that movement, and then you start to succeed. But yes, as moms, our job is to empower them with the skills they need to be self-sufficient adults. That is my job is to nurture them into that, not to hold their hand the whole entire time, but to show them going way back to the beginning of our conversation to be that example for them. Yeah. And yeah, so good. And enabling them to fail because it's hard but it is so, so valuable. And that right there, that's one of the best gifts you can give your children. And then that's not saying, you know, let them fail and just, you know, send them off to the sharks, but use it as an opportunity to teach them then, just like you did with your daughter. Like, hey, okay, let's talk about this. So this happened, all right, what's next? You know, having those conversations, keeping that open communication is just, so important and so incredible. It teaches them too, that they don't get stuck somewhere. Like I'm so thankful that happened to her. She's a freshman this year and, and I'm sure things like this will keep happening. You know, it's just a higher level of, of education now, but if we don't have that conversation or we let them sit and wallow in this bad grade, like I let her sit there and have some tears and cry it out and have the feelings because that's important, but don't stay here. What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? If we don't teach them that and we teach them that by modeling that stuff too. My daughter has never seen me sit complacent in a shitty situation for a long time, but she's also watched me cry a lot of tears too. And that's something I've never hit from my kids because we, we had a rough time for a while. You know, the thing that my daughter brings up to me often about this stuff, and I'm so appreciative of of the way it turned out, even though you're not really present, if you're in one of those times where you're just going through the shit and you're like, I'm never going to get out of this. So concerned about how my kids are seeing this, how I'm doing this. My daughter is now old enough that we've obviously had conversations about what happened with her dad and like why he's not around and all of these things. But my daughter has said to me on many different circumstances that she has said, even though I know you were struggling in places and she's heard me speak that we never knew that. And it's one of those things. She's like, I knew you were sad, but like, I didn't know we didn't have any money. Like I knew we were, you know, you would sit with us every night on the couch and you weren't working as much, but I didn't know this. So I think there is a great level of exposure where we can let our kids see that we're not perfect either, because I think a lot of times these kids really struggle with the fact that we expect them to get straight A's and we expect them not to mess up and we expect them not to get in trouble. That's not real life. Like allow some of that stuff to happen, allow them to make decisions, allow them to fail at some things and allow them to see you do it too. 
because if they don't see us do it, what do they have an example of how to recover from those things? How do I flip the script? How do I get back up? How do I get back on the bike? If they're not seeing you go through some crap too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so good. Tanya, this conversation was nothing short of phenomenal. Where can we learn more about you and get into your world? Tell us all the things about the podcast, about the community that you're building. Share all of that with our listeners. Sure, absolutely. So you can find us at ladieskickingass.com. The membership and all the information is all on the website there. So you can access that. Um, That is going to be a paid membership, but it is something that, you know, I think is very, very valuable for every woman to be a part of, especially if you're a service entrepreneur, we're going to have so much goodness in there. It's going to be the best money that you spend all month. I am confident of that because I don't put out crap. Um, (laughs) Um, Another thing too, if you're looking for free resources and you want to connect with us, you can always find us on Instagram. I love Instagram. We're at ladies kicking ass there. I post daily inspiration stuff there. So maybe if you just need a kick in the butt to get out of bed some days, that's a great place to find it. And also the podcast can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts at ladies kicking ass. Oh my gosh. So, so good. Thank you, Tanya, for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and just Again, for being such a badass, like what a great example you are. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And yeah, I appreciate you. Yes. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 